Welcome to the Bedhead Cast, Sleep, Sanity, Success, hosted by Dr. Chuck Samuels, Sleep Medicine Specialist, and Dr. Chris Gorman, Psychiatrist, from the Centre for Sleep and Human Performance in Calgary, Canada. Discussions may contain sensitive subjects related to mental health. Disclaimers are provided at the end of the podcast. So welcome back to Bedhead Cast. This is our fourth episode, uh, and the title of the episode is Self-Awareness, A Sleep Doc's Journey. Um, Today I'm going to share my experience with um, being diagnosed and treated for obstructive sleep apnea. Um, And it's going to sort of go through the um, lack of awareness that I had with symptoms and uh, having a bed partner who made me aware of my symptoms, going off to my doctor, getting diagnosed, and not believing the diagnosis because I'm a sleep doctor. And then finally being treated and what it feels like to be uh, treated. So we'll also discuss advocating um, for your own health care and mitigating um, the possibility of a misdiagnosis. So we've got lots to talk about. Um, We're going to move on to the word of the day. Chris, what is it? It is Bodhi. Bodhi. What is Bodhi? Bodhi is, uh, it's a Buddhist term that means enlightenment, or awakening. Oh. I guess that related to sleep. To, to sleep. And, uh, but it's essentially the essence of self-awareness. Ah, okay. That fits with my little journey. It, exactly. And I, I want to hear about your journey because um, I think it requires some elaboration. Yeah, yeah. It's an entertaining story. It is entertaining. So yes. you know that I have been a sleep physician since... 1997 okay okay so that's a long time yes i've seen a lot of patients with obstructive sleep apnea i've treated them some have won some have lost the ones who win love you the ones who lose we try and help in other ways but the bottom line is i know a lot about sleep apnea and i have to say that um over my life as a married man I was never told that I snored. Really? But for the past 36 years, I have had insomnia. Really? Yes. So I have struggled with, you know, sleep and being able to sleep and taking sleep medication and done all kinds of stuff like that. And then I finally came to the conclusion that there was no point in struggling anymore. I was just going to accept that I wasn't the best sleeper in the world, and not focus on how I felt at night, but focus on how I felt during the day, which was pretty good. Gotten a lot done in my Mm -hmm. life, as you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, it was okay. But lately, in the last year, my wife has started to tell me that I snore, and she knocks me around in bed to get me to stop snoring. And um, so, eventually... She said, you have to go to the doctor. And I said, well, no, you know, I don't think I have sleep apnea, you know. But I was starting to feel quite tired when I woke up in the morning. And the fact was, my insomnia was gone. I was sleeping great. Really? But I didn't feel rested. And I was really tired. I gained some weight. And I'm getting old, (laughs) as you know. Yeah, you're looking younger than... than but, But you know I'm getting old. I, I, I've, I found this out a number uh, within the last year. <laughs> so, um, so I went to my family doctor, and she said, oh, well, let's do this little test. 
and then you can help me um, because you're the sleep doctor learn about how to do this thing and I said sure let's do it it was a ring a little ring device mm -hmm. of course I didn't believe that it would be you know valid or anything like that but I, I love my family doctor so I did it well the test came back with severe sleep apnea so immediately I didn't believe it because I know what severe sleep apnea is it's you know it's bad I couldn't believe that I and I you, you know I train a lot Yes, and absolutely. I run a lot. Yeah, you know, I've in the last ten years have run two half marathons as an old guy, and so I can't believe that I have sleep apnea because I'm doing all this training and whatnot. Anyway, so I got her to get me to do the test again. So that's number two, exact same result. Still didn't believe it because I'm a guy and I'm a sleep yeah. doctor. So you know, lack of self awareness. So I did two more sleep studies of my devices which are quite valid in the home, exact same result. You need it. You need some Bodhi. Yeah. You need Bodhi. No Bodhi. Okay. Zero Bodhi. No Bodhi. Okay, so yeah. that's four sleep that's studies. That's not good. That's four sleep studies. It's not good. So then I went to the sleep lab because I have a sleep lab, and I spent the night in the sleep lab. And when I woke up in the morning, I looked at the tech, who is my staff, and I said to her, I said, I don't have apnea, right? And she just started laughing. Because it was really severe. And that's in a sleep lab. Like, yeah. you can't argue with that. So I had to accept that I... She wasn't, she wasn't laughing with you. No, she was she laughing, was laughing at, at me. You. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Trying to make a point. Trying to make a point. And there you go. she did. And so finally, I accepted this diagnosis. But the point that, of course, you're making, and, and I think that's important for us, because as physicians... It is self-awareness. We, we evaluate patients about their own self-awareness. But here I was the patient and had no body. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, without self-awareness, you can't have well-being. And, you know, I, I, I heard you say that when we decided to do this. And I thought it's a very good point, actually, because it's, innate in me when I'm seeing a patient that I'm always evaluating their their actual awareness right. of the problem. Right. But it's it's not something I think about. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you made it operational with the word Bodhi. That was awesome. That was pretty cool. Um, and it's like, yeah, I do this every day, all day long. And do good doctors do this. Yes. Because they want to know is what what's the potential I can help this person. Because if they have no awareness, like me, yeah, can't be helped. Yeah, it's it's uh, something I've said to patients over the years. You know, do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. So, so somebody who's as aware of the symptoms of sleep apnea, yeah, I uh, didn't you? Weren't you able to recognize what you <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what was? Did you have you something I else was on? Smart, didn't you? I uh, no, I, I I assumed you had something else on your mind. Probably your patience. Well, that's just it. You know, like um, you know what our life is like. We just plow on, right? But this had come to a point where it was sort of after the Christmas holiday season, where I really started to feel not well. Yeah, and it was becoming quite apparent. My mood was going down. For no apparent reason. There was nothing going wrong. I was very tired when I woke up persistently, no matter how much I slept. Yeah. And I was sleeping well. 
which I don't normally do. Is that right? So I, I had turned into a real apnea patient. Wow. As opposed to an insomniac. Define <laughs> sleeping well. Define that. Well, for me, it would be like I went to bed and I was out. Out. Okay. And I'd wake up maybe once in the night and then go back to bed and I'd just go out until right. morning, which, you know, for 30 odd years I hadn't done. You know, I'd struggle to fall asleep, stay asleep, and um, always stuff on your mind, blah, blah, yep. you know, typical yep. insomniac. Yep. And um, so what's interesting. Um, you know, you ask about symptoms. One is Dorothy, my wife, said I snored. Right, right, right. Not aware of stopping breathing. But this is hilarious. I have the most amazing massage therapist in the city of Calgary. I've been seeing her for 10 years. And in the last three years, she has said, Dr. Chuck, you stop breathing on the table. Because I always fall asleep. Yes. And none of her patients can fall asleep. Because yes. she's like... A yeah, like yeah, yeah, you're feeling it's it. It's yeah. torture. And I just fall asleep. And anyways, she would say it, and i go, yeah, 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 whatever, you know. Yeah, the no old. No Bodhi. The old, yeah, no Bodhi, <laughs> and, and, and starting to creep in, denial totally. is not just a river in no, Egypt. absolutely. It is not just a river in Egypt. It's me. Yep. Yeah. So I had all the symptoms. I was snoring. I was stopping breathing. Multiple reports from different people. <laughs> And um, I was including your lab. Yes. Including a lab that you have built over time to make sure that it does. Exactly. The denial is there's there's so many terms for uh, things in psychiatry Mm. or in general. And the other term that's used is blind spots. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I, it's I think classical blind spot in that the way you're presenting yourself is you're okay, yeah, and the other person knows that you you're aren't okay, okay, right? <laughs> you know, your wife is pleading she, with you, your massage this. therapist, <laughs> the the uh, the family doctor. The gym. Even your own lab. At the gym. I'm the grumpy old guy. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, you told me that you were feeling so much better recently <laughs> that that you said, I couldn't even run. No, no. You could yeah. not run. No. You stopped running yeah. or you could barely run. Yeah. No. And now you're running yeah. like a de- like the deer that I know. Absolutely. Yes, you're like a deer, deer when you the run. gazelle. You're a deer. It's like a gazelle almost. <laughs> yes. Not a cheetah, but no. certainly a, a deer or a gazelle maybe. No, it's true. And, um, and it slowly happened in this sort of uh, first half of 2023. And... Um, you know, we're busy. We're busy and you just put things off. And I've my entire career I've put off, um, you know, most of my health issues just because yeah. we're busy and we're working and whatnot. But when it catches up to you and starts to really affect you, yeah, you, you start losing your blind spots. Exactly. And that's yeah. what we see with patients, you know, when they come in. I'll see a patient 10 years after. And it took them 10 years to go, yeah, you were right 10 years ago. Yeah. And it happens. And so I think I'm that classic, classic yeah. um, person. So yeah. um, It's bad enough if you see your massage <coughs> therapist who says that you've got sleep apnea or you've got a sleep disturbance. Yeah. 
when you actually go to a sleep doctor and you leave and say, oh, no, I don't have a sleep problem. Yeah. But, I mean, you've mentioned before what the difference when couples come in. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Yeah. yeah, the blind spots really show up. It's really quite funny. And, um, you know, I've, I've said this to you, the line that I'll use, like typically a guy coming in and with his partner, and, of course, the partner has a big investment in him coming to the clinic. Oh, for sure. It, you know, probably took her, you know, two years to get him to come. And um, she can see what the problem is. He's going, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. I go to work. I do this. I do that. But, you know, the fact is um, when they're desperate, when the patient is like, I am desperate and you're trying to get them to understand that there's a problem here um, I'll often confront the individual and go okay who knows you best in order to get them to the point of understanding that there's someone in their life who has been telling them this for a while because I know that that's the case and um, you should start listening to them because of course we don't listen to our partner yeah we know well yeah Yeah. Uh, we're bad we, yeah. we try. We try. We're a work in progress. Very much so. That's all we are. And, until we're in the ground. Until we're, <laughs> then yeah. The work is over. <laughs> and then the work, then the work is over. So, um, no, I'll often confront the individual and go, who's the most uh, person who knows you the best? And, of course, it's your partner, right? Your, uh, yeah. your partner is the one who knows you the best. And they're, if they're, you know, you feel like they're badgering you, the fact is it's not badgering. It's the, they care and they're yeah. recognizing something you don't or you're not aware of. Keep in mind with sleep apnea, the patient really doesn't know they have anything wrong with them because they're sleeping. Exactly. And I had transitioned yes. from a non-sleeper to yeah, no, exactly. You I thought it had improved, I yeah. but I mean, the thing that you've also, I think, made very clear is that if you want to know whether somebody is sleeping okay, mm-hmm. it's when you wake up. Yeah. And if you're exhausted, there's got to be something, something wrong with your wrong. sleep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And always ask the partner. Yeah. Yeah. You always get the partner's opinion. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's also a uh, there's a cultural side to this, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. where the uh, the new culture is we're supposed to be the best that we can be. We're the greatest person that we yeah. can be, yeah. right? Instead of we're all flawed. Yeah. We all got our problems. And and we gotta we gotta be candid about that, which then allows us to become aware through the people that know us. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the deniability. And yes, I'm, exactly. I'm fully like that was me for yeah. sure. Yeah. This has been quite a lesson because the fact is, um, with treatment, it was a real struggle for three months to you know use the treatment, the CPAP machine at night but I couldn't believe the difference in the gym that was the biggest thing for me is my entire body changed um, yeah. dramatically and I was very hypoxic my oxygen was very very low so in spite of all the training that I did I wasn't recovering and this last year was where I would start running and then have to stop after 15 minutes yeah like yeah. I, I couldn't run any for that have to walk and then and I never did that before. Yeah. And it's such a healthy, you know, everybody argues about you should exercise yeah. as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely true. But it's when perhaps a 
the, the insight of you being able to say, I need to exercise and it's becoming, I can't, I can't. exercise, yeah. which would be a real yeah. problem. It was struggle. And it was hard because exercise for me is like it's therapy. And we know this now. We know that exercise oh. is critical for mental health and, and whatnot. But you have to exercise on a rested body. The idea that um, some are promoting where you just exercise whether you're rested or not, I do not agree with. You know, you need to be rested to yeah. gain the benefit from physical activity that's critical. Yeah, yeah and less so now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, with this enhanced performance, yeah, you know, much. where you're you're getting back to the reverse aging thing that I've been yep. telling you about. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to talk about this one. So there's the other side of the coin here is the patients that we see that are misdiagnosed right. with sleep apnea. Um, and that's very unfortunate. And it depends on where you are in North America and the, the medical system's approach to sleep apnea, but we'll see patients, and I actually saw one today, a woman in her mid-60s who two years ago went specifically to her doctor with insomnia, was sent to a community-based CPAP-type company, given a sleep study, but shouldn't have been. It triggered a diagnosis of mild sleep apnea, and she was given a CPAP machine, and of course it made her insomnia worse, and she struggled for two years before she just took action in her own hands, yeah. found the website, came and saw a sleep doctor yeah. who said, no, 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 you, you, know, you need to have your insomnia treated and maybe you have sleep apnea, but we have to figure that out first. So these people will go for years with inaccurate treatment, um, poor diagnoses, um, and there's a lack of knowledge around this area. So I think it's really important in this um, session to sort of talk to people about if you're not one if you're struggling with sleep you get help and two if you got help and it's not working keep looking yeah yeah well it, it sounds a little bit like you know if you sell CPAP machines it's a little bit like you know you have the hammer and all it can see is nails exactly um you know the the uh versus Sleep sleep clinics are designed to make diagnoses and recommend yeah, what is the best treatment, treatment yeah. um, versus, you know, we're here to sell sleep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I have a, I have a story about chimpanzees and uh, okay. it's about self-awareness and yeah. how the chimpanzee has bodhi. Oh, the chimpanzee is Bodhi. So it's better than me. It's been <laughs> slightly better, okay. but now, yeah, I mean, you're you're growing all the time. You're, you, things are getting better. Okay. Um, Thanks. The how did they figure out that chimpanzees have self awareness that they they know themselves, okay. and this is how they figured it out. They took a chimpanzee, and they were in a room, and. The, the chimpanzee was comfortable in the room, and there was a big mirror in the room. Okay. And so the, uh, the person running the experiment went in and gave a short uh, sort of minor anesthetic 
to the chimp. So the chimp goes to sleep, and they take a marker, and they put a mark on the chimp's forehead. Mm. Okay? And they leave. So the chimp wakes up and looks in the mirror, and instead of thinking there's another chimp there, they reach up and scratch their forehead. Uh-huh. And this this was a very interesting... And elephants do it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm not sure how you reach an elephant's forehead without a ladder. Right. But uh, <laughs> they did the experiment. And yet there are monkeys that don't... Uh, they, it looked like they didn't have self-awareness mm. because they did the experiment and same thing, put the monkey to sleep, go in, put the uh, mark on the forehead. Yeah. And this one group of monkeys didn't see it. Mm. And then they realized that the monkey never looked this type of monkey Mm -hmm. never looked at the forehead. Mm. So they took the mark and put it on their neck, and they immediately scratched it. You know, it's just, and it's it's working with, you want to work with, if you're going to do research on other animals, you've got to use the animal's language where they're able to express to you mm-hmm. what what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about my what I learned you know over the years or maybe the average maybe the average person thinking it's some a person can't have sleep apnea if they're not overweight or they're not they're not older like so is that's that, not true. That is not, not true. true. No. Tell me about this. Yeah. So the yeah, originally it was believed that the condition obstructive sleep apnea only occurred in obese people, which is t- very much not true. It's if you are obese, you are at higher risk for having sleep apnea. But sleep apnea occurs as a result of anatomic issues independent of obesity. Okay. And that has to do with the shape of the jaw. I see. Okay, so there, there's that anatomic issue. Um, there are cultures that have way higher prevalence than of sleep apnea than other cultures in thin people. Okay. So that's another. Yeah. And then there are other factors that cause sleep apnea. So, for instance, the integrity of the upper airway, which is affected by alcohol, smoke, for smokers okay okay and then dental issues as well right so there's many factors uh, that play into whether someone would be at risk for having sleep apnea and definitely age does not mean you won't have it is that right absolutely not no okay no uh, who's the youngest person that you've treated well, infants, for sleep apnea well, not me but i mean you know infants have sleep apnea really yeah yeah, and so, you know, this is right in the beginning of life all the way up to the end of life. People wow. can have sleep apnea. Wow. Chuck, I mean, really, you're... The only thing I can say, like, I can't come up with any recommendations other than, yeah, my my homework today is uh, a quote 
It's about self-awareness and it's mirror, mirror on the wall. I'm like my mother after all. (laughs) That's a good one. Chuck, take it away. Yeah, so my homework is that, you know, if um, I think if you are thinking that you might have a sleep problem, um, which could be that you struggle to sleep, so it's obvious, or that you sleep, but you wake up tired and that's consistent. The, the way to start your journey in getting or solving a problem is to look to your bed partner. And if you don't have a bed partner, ask someone to just observe you sleep for an hour one night and see if they see anything abnormal. Because keep in mind, sleep disorders are mysterious and often individuals aren't aware that there's something going on in their sleep. They just know that they're unrested when they wake up or they really struggle to fall or stay asleep. Um, so ask someone and then begin your journey by seeing um, a healthcare provider. So for, the, for our next episode, it's going to be the Blue Light Special, Sleep, Sanity, and Screens. Sounds good. So see you next time. uh, time And let's make sure you put your head to bed. Connect with us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at BedheadCast. Provide a review, comment, and or like us. The podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for a medical or healthcare professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The content discussed in this podcast is based on professional opinions, research, and experiences. While we strive to be current, we cannot guarantee the completeness, accuracy, or timeliness of the content shared in this podcast. If clinical examples are discussed, the names and specifics of the case have been altered to protect patient identity. Any products or services mentioned in this podcast do not constitute an endorsement by the doctors at BedHeadCast.